continuing our SEC series on make-or-break factors for each of the SEC teams going into 2021. Today, we will be examining Kentucky. Tomorrow, we will be taking a look at Mississippi State. So into the dog days of the week, we are taking a look at some of the uh, the middle-of-the-pack teams in the league that maybe you're looking to surprise. Kentucky and Mississippi State, I feel like, are in similar tiers, similar situations. And today, we're taking a look at Kentucky going into 2021. Some folks out there really like this Kentucky team. I feel like I've seen Cole Kublik share some things at times saying that this Kentucky team could shock the SEC East this upcoming football season Lance what's a make or break factor for the Wildcats well I think looking at it from an outsider's perspective just looking at the entire program like we were talking about Vanderbilt on Monday this team doesn't necessarily have an identity especially on the offensive side of the football and a lot of that stems from quarterback play they've been able to run the ball consistently but the guys that have been doing it are not necessarily who you would want in that in that position Lynn Bowden obviously a couple years ago whenever quarterbacks got injured he was able to to run some wildcat effectively but that's you that's not traditional you don't want you don't want that to be your entire season that's a last resort in my opinion this last season five and six they were able to run the ball pretty efficiently but that defense was not playing as well as it had been in years prior 21.8 points per game 25.9 points per game that offense was 108th in the country. You got to be able to get some better quarterback play in order for you to survive, especially in the SEC, who in the early 2010s was very much so defense oriented, and it has quickly shifted to a passing league. And you got to be able to keep up. You got to be able to score points. And if you can't find an identity, you can't find a way to say, okay, this is what we do on offense. This is how we're going to execute. This is what this offense looks like consistently you're not going to be able to survive and in the SEC least as some people like to call it you know you're 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 one of those bottom feeder programs consistently over the past uh decade or so you've been rising but now you're starting to slip again because you're losing your identity find that identity again play better on defense find a quarterback get this offense going because what i think it wants to be is a ground and pound running oriented offense with a quarterback that can that can manage the game you got to be able to find a game manager first though I agree with you. I'm going to go more in depth on the offensive side of the ball, more so than just identity, but I think identity is important. I'm going to say, can the quarterback position evolve into a position that now can throw the ball consistently? Joey Gatewood embroiled in a quarterback battle with Penn State transfer, Will Levis, amongst some other names out there. But the thing is, under Terry Wilson, Kentucky could not throw the football. This Kentucky team has not been able, under Stoops, to throw the football with some of the top half teams in this league and it simplifies things for squads like Georgia for squads like Auburn for the better teams that have more talent than they do Kentucky doesn't recruit as well as 75 percent of the SEC they're they're in that portion in the bottom bracket of the SEC in recruiting so they've made up for it just like Iowa State has in playing fundamental football and being a tough team a very well coached team I'll give them credit where it's due, but because of their lack of talent, if you don't have some sort of balance on that offensive side of the ball, it makes it really easy for teams that are more talented than you to focus in on what you do well and shut it down. And that's been stacking the box against Kentucky and stopping them on the ground. Auburn and Kentucky were in a close game last year in the season opener. Why? Because Kentucky was running all over Auburn in that first half. Guess what happened in the second half? Auburn shut it down. And Kentucky stopped scoring, and Auburn was able to get out in front and win by two touchdowns. 
Georgia, it's never a concern. Even when Kentucky has been in the mix with one or two losses when they've gone to play Georgia, and they've had a chance to really get in the mix in the SEC East, Georgia has shut them down because all they could do was run the football. And I look back to two, three years ago, that was the situation when Terry Wilson was going there. They need guys that could throw the football. I don't believe there's a guy like that in that room right now. I don't believe Joey Gatewood can get it done. We haven't seen it yet. We didn't see him from him at Auburn. We didn't see it from him in his little bit at Kentucky last year. I don't believe he's got it. There's a big reason why he's not at Auburn anymore. I don't believe he's got it. Will Levis hasn't been there long enough. He's learning a new system. He obviously got jettisoned out of Penn State to go to Kentucky. I think he, I think he could be fine. Maybe he could develop into it, but I don't know if he's going to have it right away. And then he also doesn't have the running ability that maybe Joey Gatewood or some of the other quarterbacks in this room have. So maybe you give up Will Levis' passing ability just to continue to do what you're doing to get to 6-6, six 7-5 six, every year because you've had a rushing quarterback. I don't think that this team has evolved from a passing standpoint to get to the point where they need to to consistently challenge to be the third best team of the SEC East which if they, if they can't get that, they're not going to beat Missouri. They're not going to beat some of these other squads on their schedule when we take a look at it. So for me, it, it is the quarterback position. It can evolve to add more balance to this offense, and I don't think they've got it. Right, and look, the, I think the numbers reflect that. 121 passing yards per game last season and 196 on the ground, but they only averaged 5.8 yards per pass attempt last season. Horrible. And, and some, it, it, I think you made a really, really good point. It's like, well, you can you can focus in on one thing and shut it down, and you can have a quarterback that that you need to have a quarterback though that can throw the ball. You can't have somebody behind center that's a wide receiver. You can't have somebody that behind center that can only run the football. If you want to be a run-oriented team, go ahead, do that. Let that be your offensive identity, but have somebody under center that is capable of doing more than just one thing and that will be able to expand your your offense and it'll, it'll give you better chances like you mentioned against better teams like Georgia and Auburn and even teams like Florida if you can if you can be more versatile you'll you'll be able to compete a lot better at some against some of these better squads looking at this schedule I'll say this Missouri is an important game for Kentucky they open up against Terry Bowden and the ULM Warhawks week one in Lexington, that's a W for Kentucky. They're 1-0, but then they get to host Missouri in Kroger Field. First SEC game of the 2021 season across the entire conference. That's a big one because I believe the winner of this football game is going to be that team trying to compete with Tennessee and Missouri and Kentucky. That, that group of three teams right there, that trio is going to be competing for that third spot at the SEC East. This is a game that gives you the leg up on the other team that's really looking to rise this year, and that is Missouri. They've gone through some defections. They've got some guys that have left the program via transfer. We talked about that a little bit yesterday with their receiving room specifically. They lose their leading receivers due to transfer, due to graduation. This Missouri team brings back Basilek at quarterback, but they've lost some skill position players on the offensive side of the ball. Kentucky, on the other hand, trying to find more of an identity at quarterback, but they like where they've got guys at skill position players on the defensive side of the ball and on the offensive line. That week two game at home, you're fortunate to have them at home, but it's not an easy football game. Set the tone, beat Missouri early on, because you could look at a 4-0 start for Kentucky if they do that. They beat Missouri at home, then they play Chattanooga. You beat Chattanooga, you're 3-0. and Then you go to Williams-Brice Stadium at South Carolina week four for your first road game. That's very winnable. South Carolina is in the dumpster right now. 4-0 after you beat South Carolina. And then you got Florida at home, which will be inevitably a loss, I believe. But you can go into that Florida game feasibly 4-0. If you don't, 
This is the stretch of three games after South Carolina. Home game against Florida. Home game against LSU and at Georgia. Bye week at Mississippi State, which will be pretty tough. And then you've got Tennessee at home. Your next five games, brutal. Your last five games right there, or, or your next five games in conference play, absolutely brutal. You need to get every single one of those wins in the first four weeks of your schedule. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Looking at that South Carolina game, you know, you could you can go back and forth on it, especially that they because they bring back Keon Harris. But outside of that, man, they are struggling right now, and I cannot wait to get some get some uh, make or break factors on them because uh, <laughs> it's, it's very similar to Vanderbilt in the fact that it's everything. But we one week is not enough time to figure out your quarterback situation. If you're heading into week two against Missouri, you you I I would not feel confident even if my quarter whoever was under center week one against ULM just absolutely popped off. Something else uh, worthy of noting: Kentucky is 98th in returning production in the entire country, 60% on both offense and defense evenly. They lost a they lost some guys uh, on the defensive side of the ball to the NFL. They had some players drafted. They had some offensive linemen drafted. Their skill positions, I think I agree with you. They're, they're, they're at where Kentucky wants them to be, but at the same time, I feel like they could also be recruiting just a little bit better. I miss guys like C.J. Conrad. He was so fun to watch. They need to be able to get back to that kind of level of skill position player. Guys like Lynn Bowden. They brought in Wandale Robinson. He's going to be really exciting to Big see. Big time. Big time receiver for them to get. But week one week before you face Missouri, I don't think is enough time, and I agree with you. That's a very, very pivotal game because if they can come out of that game unscathed, if they can somehow defeat Missouri, then they're looking pretty good for the rest of the season because Mississippi State's winnable, Tennessee's winnable, New Mexico State and Louisville are definitely winnable, and you're looking at a really good shot to finish third in the East. Just got to figure that quarterback situation out against Missouri. Another note about this schedule, it doesn't do them any favors, all right? The home games are against teams that you already expect them to lose to. Florida, LSU, Tennessee, teams that traditionally recruit better than they do. So it doesn't really, it, it doesn't do you any favors on that front. You would have liked to have gotten a Mississippi State or South Carolina home because when you when you look at their road games, it makes those games tougher, right? It makes games that you would have liked to have been surefire, it makes them tougher for you. Now all of a sudden you've got to go to a relatively tough environment at South Carolina You've got to go to Georgia, which is, is that, that completely erases that. You've got to go to Mississippi State. You've got to deal with the Cowbells after a bye week, which fortunately you get that extra week to pump that noise in and practice. But that Mississippi State game is a whole lot tougher at Davis Wade than it is in Kroger Field, right? So like a game that you would have felt pretty good about at home, maybe being able to beat a team that maybe is a little bit more talented than you on paper going into the season it's now all of a sudden tougher Louisville's also in that boat you get a Vanderbilt on the road games that you would have liked to have had at home to make them more surefire W's they're all on the road you can't name a surefire W on this schedule with the exception of New Mexico State Chattanooga and ULM you got three games that I feel like you say yeah that's a lock for a win I don't even want to say that Vanderbilt's a lock for a win because I don't know what they're going to look like in first year under Clark Lee maybe those guys come out firing and late in the season you and I were talking about Vanderbilt on Monday they could be fighting for a bowl game late in the year especially if they go 4-0 in non-conference play all they need is two and that makes that Kentucky game very important at the end of the year yep desperation will drive you a long way exactly and if Vanderbilt's been able to beat Tennessee Vanderbilt's been able to beat SEC teams not last year they went over but still Vanderbilt has been able to beat teams like Kentucky and Tennessee so when I say if Vanderbilt were to go 4-0 in non-conference play they just need two SEC wins 
Kentucky would be one of those teams in arm's reach. So it makes that game late in the year all the more important for a Vanderbilt team trying to drive to get winnable games into that W category so that they go so that they can go to a bowl game. This is a tough schedule for Kentucky. Conference schedule does them absolutely no favors, like you said, absolutely no favors. And again, you have to figure it out early because with Auburn, I feel like you get two games before you go play a subpar Big Ten team, in my opinion. You get two games to tune up that offense. You get one game against ULM, you're, you're immediately facing a team that wants to be third and east just as much as you do. You got to be able to figure stuff out early against Missouri because you're not going to have enough time to prepare before that. And they have continuity at the quarterback position, whereas yep. you don't. Yep. They're and, breaking in a new quarterback this year. And as far as returning production goes, Missouri's like 54th nationally. They're bringing back a lot on that offense, even though they still they they lost that thousand yard receiver in Knox. They're still bringing back a lot of talent. And as you mentioned, that quarterback position, only five teams in the SEC return starting quarterback experience. You can't. There are not a lot of teams in the conference that can say that they, they have a returning quarterback. Yeah. Kentucky, obviously, not one of them. And the quarterbacks that they have to choose from, not the best in the world. Joey Gatewood has not panned out whatsoever. Will Levis, obviously, like you mentioned earlier, had to leave Penn State. And then Bo Allen, who I've heard good things about over the spring, has not been able to show at Kentucky that he's capable of being a starter yet. So it's a lot of uncertainty on the offensive side of the ball. And again, I think it comes back to you got to be able to find an identity to survive this conference slate. You got to be able to say, okay, we want to run the ball, but we have a quarterback that can throw it, but we were going to run the ball down your throat first. And then also, we're going to play sound defense. You got to be able to get back to where you were two years ago. If you can find an identity as a program, Moving forward, you're going to set yourself up to win seven or eight games consistently. Like you mentioned earlier, you think Mississippi State and Kentucky are on the very even playing fields. I agree. I think they're both seven, eight win programs consistently year in and year out with a, with a non-conference schedule that, that is favorable.